0: I was completely changed that day, wow. or the better. For I mean, I, I knew that I was going to die that day, and I just didn't know that I was going to be reborn as
1: well. Hi guys, welcome back to the episode. I think this is fifty-three. So I'm chugging a lot. Is this, is this our one-year anniversary? Nope. Well, no. is it? I think it is. It is. Yeah. One this is our one year anniversary of the podcast. Pentecost. So. One year anniversary. <laughs> yeah. right. We brought on a very special guest, Riley. Um it's not a girl's name, it's also a boy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Suppose so. <laughs> it's both. Um so Riley, I mean, I think just yeah, introduce yourself, who you are, kind of what your hobbies are, what you do, what you've kind of been through. Just your story. I mean, I don't know how you how much you want to say, but all right, yeah. Um I'm Riley Gusley. Uh
0: Story. Uh, I don't know where to start. Well, I, I live around here and
1: I play in the mountains. That's nice. Kind of where it starts. Yeah. Um I'll just say a little about Riley real quick. Riley was the first person to introduce me to snowmobiles, which is, well, debatably a bad thing, but very good that was as well. <laughs> um I remember how old were we? Uh, I, like,
2: I think it was Lewis's thirteenth birthday. Yes, yeah, so so we
1: were like ooh. thirteen, twelve years old. And we went up to um his mom's cabin or your cabin on a your guys' cabin pretty mom's cabin it's a pretty awesome paradise slice up there. of heaven yeah it's amazing and i just remember i remember you taking me on your snowmobile and like down in that lower air just ripping it around in that powder and it was just like a roller coaster and it was amazing mm-hmm. um so just really good memories with riley um as we were younger and then you got married he has kids so cool to see them grow up um and what he's doing now but yeah that's what i about rally, like, um,
0: like you're saying, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse because snowmobiling is really fun and dangerous. Yeah, um, Jonah put his face into the side of the truck. <laughs> I think that was on <laughs> the next trip up there. There's still oh, a, yeah. like a nice face print in the side of my <laughs> truck. From
1: that. Um, I remember, uh, getting the or er, our parents getting the call and being like, Jonah, did you hit a car?
2: I was like, eh, <laughs> yeah. So funny, I hit it and I was like, No one will notice. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the snowmobile was missing a couple
0: panels and I thought, Oh yeah, that <laughs> happens. And then I saw the side of my truck and went, "That, that yeah, they went together. <laughs> <laughs> so did we learn a, a valuable
1: lesson yes. on that trip?
0: That's that's what it's all about.
1: Yeah, you guys were so because like, we there's just like a bunch of kids riding you guys' with snowmobiles around your property, probably. I don't know why stuff. you let us do that. <laughs> we get stuck like every five minutes rallied have to come and dig us out. Yeah, yep, now <laughs> now I get to
0: take you guys out, and I'll get stuck and let you dig me out. <laughs> exactly, that so, works. Um, and yeah, I guess that's a good segue to uh, to being dug out. And and like I said, blessing the, having you guys in my life has been a blessing. So uh, I was raised in the church and accepted Christ at a young age and was baptized as a child. And um, as I grew older, I started to drift away, mm-hmm. um, and I went pretty far my, in my drifting and ended up, uh, on the wrong path. Um, and I think, yeah, God brought you guys back up there for, for a reason. Um, your dad has been a big part in my life. Yep. Um, so I just recently came back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and God, God wasn't going to let me go it was, uh, it was life or death at that point. Um, so my story kind of is, uh, I ended up, and drugs and alcohol and trying to be my own God. And trying to be your own God is just... It's we all gonna, try to do it sometimes, but it never really works out. Exactly. <laughs> it's not going to get you anywhere. Um, I started suffering from a lot of anxiety and depression, debilitating anxiety and depression because I felt like the world was on my shoulders and there's no help. Yeah. Um, and there is no help if you don't accept it. But mm-hmm. as we know there's help there yeah um so <clears throat> one day i got up and i just had kind of hit my wits end and was trying to commit suicide mm-hmm. um i i have a son and i didn't want him to have to go through that pain of me committing suicide and have the questions of what did i do wrong and and this know. is pretty
1: recent right this um, is yep, like
0: this was december 9th um 2021 yeah um so i got in my car and i started driving up this way and i was gonna go up Find a nice spot that I could slide off into the river or make it look like an accident. Um, and as I was driving, I'm, I'm crying, and I was emotional wreck. Um, I turned on the, the stereo just, you know, for a distraction or whatever, and K-Love was playing. I don't listen to K-Love. I didn't listen yeah. to K-Love, actually. Um, and none of my employees did, and I don't know how it, how how it on? got on to K-Love, but there it was. Wow. Wow. Um, and I don't remember what song it was, but I'm kind of going. And right then, I'm passing by uh, a church that I would really never attended much. The only time I'd been there was my father's funeral was there. Um, and God just said, turn in there. Go in there. Like peeled off the road almost. I mean, that Jesus, take the wheel. It really <laughs> felt like Jesus took the wheel. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like went across two lanes of traffic into the turning lane. Just I have no idea. You know, it was, it was definitely God saying, here's your chance. Um, and I went into the church and nobody was there. And I just sat in one of the pews and opened the Bible and read a couple of verses and talked to God for a minute. Um, and I left there and I felt better, but not, I wasn't ready quite yet. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, called my wife. She's a Christian. Um, she'd been working on me. She'd been praying for me a lot. Um, and that, that's a big thing. Your dad was praying for me. Um, a lot of people that, that knew me, that knew where I was, were praying for me and God listened and, um, like I said, last chance. He said, "Hey,
1: yeah, this is your moment.
0: Come on, come back to me here. This is this is it." And uh, I mean, he really pulled me. He pulled me into that church. Probably saved my life right then. But I went and I met up with my wife. We prayed a little bit, and I could feel. I felt better, but not a hundred percent. I kept coming up valley. Went to work, um, and I got to the. I was supposed to go to Snowmass, and I got to the turn up to Snowmass, and God said, "Nope, you're not. You're not there yet." And he pulled me into this church, which was where I was as a child. And, um, I walked in and Derek was here and he was, um, practicing and he saw me just standing there crying and went, Whoa, Riley, what's going on? You know? Um, and he came over and talked to me and said, what do you need? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, the first thing I asked him, I kind of was looking up some verses and looking up some stuff on the way up here and, Oh, what's the, the, the worst sin that you can commit, you know? And uh, I'm trying to see if I commit suicide, am I going to hell? Right. Wow. Um, I guess that's probably a whole nother subject. But I gathered that no, that's not necessarily a sin that can't be forgiven. But I did read, you know, the sin that can't be forgiven is denying Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I definitely denied Jesus. There was no doubt about it. So I was pretty worried about that. First thing I asked him was, uh, am I too late? Am I allowed to come <laughs> back? You know? I'm sure you guys know that. Of course.
2: Yeah. It's
1: yeah. the prodigal son story, right? That's it's that's like prodig- you think about when you're telling your story. It's yeah. like he left, he took all the money and he's like, I just want to I just want to be your servant, your slave when I come back, but God's there ready to take you back with open arms, which is I the amazing thing.
0: Exactly, Derek said to me, um, yeah, you remember the Bible, right? I, <laughs> I mean look look at his disciples and
1: <laughs> Yeah,
2: everyone does that. Yeah. David, like the man after God's own heart, even he like he himself was like, you know, a horrible person at times. mm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, none of us deserve his grace, that's for sure. Yeah, so,
0: um, and then I, I said, all right, thank you, because I was, that was really freaking me out. I'm like, am I too late? Because I had felt God's presence, and I'm going, wait, and I was just saying that you weren't real. Yeah, Um, wow. And there was no doubt about it at that point that he was real. Um, But I said, just give me a minute to pray, and I kneeled down on the stage there, and I just put my head down and poured my heart out to him for a minute. Um, Derek came back down, and he goes, this song I'm working on right now, and he handed me the, the lyrics, and it was like word for word the prayer that I had just... Wow. I mean, word for word. And I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wait, how did you, I go, how did you get my prayer on this piece of paper? He goes, I didn't do it. You know? Um, so yeah, God, God worked. And, uh, that day, you know, I was in a really bad place in my life and I had a a three and a half hour trip to Denver for court the next morning. And just, I mean, I was a mess and, uh, instead of, I never would have made it right. Like I was drinking that morning it was eight o'clock in the morning i was already you know drinking and just in a horrible place and i never would have made it to denver i never would have showed up to court i definitely would have been the last day of my life um and i had three and a half hours to pray talk to god listen to worship music and i was completely changed that day Wow! or the better for i mean i I knew that i was going to die that day and i just didn't know that i was going to be reborn as well
1: wow that's so cool that's really I have awesome. never heard it in that detail. That's really amazing. But from there on it was still a process, right? It it wasn't cuz a lot of people when when he hear the story is like, "Oh wow, Jesus just changed like that." But that's not always the case. Um so like the first I guess it would be
0: probably 10-14 days after that. It was like I was all in for God, mm-hmm. all in for Jesus. Um and I I mean I felt like Of my entire life, that was the least sinning I had ever done. (laughs) It was actually a a little easier than it is in general everyday life. Like, I was so all in, just ready for him that it was like every negative thought that I ever had, I immediately got it out of my head. Um, I replaced Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok, deleted them all, put the Bible app on my phone. And every time I would have picked up one of those, I just went straight to the Bible app. That's really cool. Um, <clears throat> I read the entire Bible in less than two weeks, I think. Wow. About two weeks. I mean, I was like six, eight hours a day. Oh, my goodness. Just reading the Bible. And, I mean, reading the Bible through the first time, I just kind of wanted to read it through. You don't get a whole lot out yeah, of Yeah, I wanted to you, ask
1: you, like, so when you read the Bible for the first time, for the whole thing, I'm sure, like, you start in the Old Testament. There's a lot of questions that pop up there for sure. So what was that experience like? Um, I mean, I had a good understanding of it from, from Bible story, yeah.
0: from being a kid and coming up through the church. But uh, I—, I You know, what I really got out of it as a child, and I think I did the same thing in school too. I didn't, I took the stuff that I wanted to hear and I, like you do in school. Yeah. um, You kind of just tune tune out and Mm -hmm. whatnot. Um, I knew like all the basic stories. Um, But reading through it, there was a lot in there that I was like, I never heard this before. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But I also skipped through a ton. Like I read it all, but you know, the genealogy. there think was of a lot numbers. Yeah, numbers and Deuteronomy, and there was a lot oh, yeah. of it. that When I people kinda,
1: say they read the whole Bible, it's like, did you really read the whole? Because <clears throat> like, to, to understand the Bible, you can't just read it, right? You have to go, you study a verse, you can spend weeks on one verse and yeah. just see all the connections. But I think it's so important to, yeah, first off, kind of have the general understanding of the whole thing because once you know that, you can start <laughs> understanding and popping around because there's so many verses that, connect to other verses and yeah. all that stuff yep. which is really cool yep. so
0: yeah so you know i i did i skipped through i i read it all but i really you know a lot of the names i just i wouldn't even figure out how to pronounce them i just kind of go through it real quick um uh, i i did really enjoy the old testament um the uh, rules and laws because yep. it was like oh am i allowed to i had a couple of chainsaws stolen from my truck and i was like right in and i was like am i allowed to stone them to death now you know <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I got through all that, and I actually, when I got to Psalms, I, I kind of was reading it straight through. I jumped around a little bit. I would get, mm-hmm. I didn't go all the way through in um, order, but I got to Psalms and was like, oh, this is just a bunch of, it doesn't, like, Psalms and Proverbs. Uh, I'll come back to that later. I didn't see the importance in it as much. I thought it was just, you know, wisdom, teaching, that's interesting, whatever.
1: Because I feel like for a lot of people, that's mostly what they read in the Bible, which is yeah. funny.
0: Um, and so on the second time, I read it again. Um, And the second time through, I slowed down a little bit, um, and I started to pick up some of those connections. Um, I did realize that, well, there's a lot more in Psalms and Proverbs that actually relate to the New Testament and the Old Testament that, like you were saying, everything comes back around. It's connected. Um, So I I realized my errors in that. Um, I even read, the second time through, I I was reading... Um, some of the genealogy, and I realized that my son ha- carries the Ashkenaz or Ashkenazi Jew um, marker, oh, genetic wow. marker. And I was like reading the names through, and I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. I think, and he's like the th- uh, third generation after um, Noah. Wow, that's really um, cool. I'm like, Did I just trace my child's genealogy <laughs> back to Noah? <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, we all. All, yeah, could like yeah. somehow yeah. or not, but, like, by actual name and right there. So wow. um, those little things That's that awesome. I noticed was like, wow,
1: it is worth reading every one of these names, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, the cool thing is, like, yeah, there's that part. I, have to, I forgot which book it in, but it's the genealogy all the way from Adam all the way to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And just, like, that promise that started with Adam, you can see it being fulfilled through all those people, and then finally when Jesus is born, the promise is fulfilled. Yeah, all that stuff is, is really important to – to
0: understand uh, mm-hmm. the the whole Bible. And like you said, I mean, I've gotten stuck in, now I get to the point where I get stuck on one verse or yeah. page for days. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one that did that for me was Romans 8. I got into Romans 8 in a Bible study and, like, just got stuck in it for a while. <coughs> um, I, I think a lot of Paul's teachings are pretty easy to get stuck into. Yeah,
1: no, Paul goes deep and pretty pretty crazy stuff but what was in Romans 8 that you kind of got stuck on you think
0: I mean it's really the whole thing but it's like <laughs> a lot of it's kind of about um just kind of coming back from being a sinner yeah and um and that's what I've been doing mm-hmm. um so yeah it was easy it was easy for those 2 weeks and then I easily got started I got Facebook back on my phone I s- started to see those the stuff that is difficult it, life didn't get any easier becoming a christian Mm -hmm. um but it got way more manageable um there's there's plenty of difficulties that come along with trying to do the right thing as much as trying to live for yourself um but the big thing was immediately i felt that i was having panic attacks anxiety attacks and i'd never done i'd never had that before so Mm -hmm. i was shaking i was you know having uh going numb and just paralyzed pretty much. Um, and that went away right away. Wow. As soon as I knew that God was there, I went, like, I'm not, I kept telling myself even like right after I left the church and went back to work, I went from crying hysterically that I was going to kill myself and all this stuff to like crying tears of joy almost, almost immediately. Wow. Um, going, I'm not by myself. I've got help.
1: I don't know how other people do it. They don't have Jesus. Like, I don't know how people get through life. Without having that promise of first off, like <laughs> drugs and alcohol you have a purpose, you were created by something. You're not just some random molecules put together. Mm-hmm. And then also, like you have a purpose. God designed you to do something on this earth. But then also, you can spend eternity with Him. Because like, if there's no eternity, there really is no point down here. Everything kind of is in vain if exactly. you think about it. So exactly. it's just like, yeah, I don't know how other people do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the
0: drugs and alcohol, they're all depressants. They don't get you yeah. anywhere. It's a they a numb the pain it's for a it. fun band aid, yeah,
1: temporary high, and then
0: gets worse, worse and worse and worse. And it took me down. I mean, I I really didn't realize I had a problem. I don't know if I have like the alcoholic gene so much that people talk about. Um, I may, but well, I, I think
1: th- it probably just became a habit and habits yep. are so hard to break. Yeah, I right. made it into a bad habit and I, I didn't have
0: any reason. Like you're saying, I didn't have any reason not to. Yeah. If I didn't believe in a higher power, I didn't believe in Jesus. I, uh, I just thought, yeah, this is a good way to just numb this little bit. And I was still showing up to work every day. I was a very functioning alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't feel well, you know, but I would I would stay up, drink at night like or whatever. Like physically or was it like
2: an emotional burden?
0: Both, both for sure. Um, and I, I did well with the physical stuff on. I'd see other people. I was hanging out with younger people, younger than me. Um, That would party and they'd just be like, I'd get up in the morning and go to work. What are you doing? How do you do it? You know, it was like, well, I think that might be part of doing it long enough and just, you know, being a functioning functioning alcoholic and it it emotionally, though, it's so draining. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Takes a toll. What would you give? Like if anyone else is struggling with alcohol or drugs, what's like maybe... A good thing of a device you have for them to kind of like start breaking that cycle.
0: Well, you know, and for me,
1: and like, I, why is alcohol bad? Like, first off, for you, yeah, like, what's I your mean, thought on that.
0: So, I, I think anything in moderation can be all right. And mm-hmm. I think, um, it's real easy to go from hey, I'm just out here partying and having a good time to overdoing it. Um, and you know, most people understand that I, I overdid it, I made a fool of myself, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, some people overdo it, make a fool of themselves don't even worry about it just erase that pain by doing it again um, it becomes identity if you find yourself doing that then you definitely need a way out and i there's all kinds of different ways to look at it but i for me the only way that i was getting out was i i tried for myself a couple times i i tried for my son i tried for myself i said all right i'm quitting drinking i can do this this is easy and i'd quit for a couple of weeks i wouldn't have a single drink and i go oh you know i can have one And I'd have one, and a couple weeks later, I'd have another. And then one night, I'd go and I'd be angry at the world or whatever it was, sad or anxious or whatever. And I would drink till the pain went away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think that happens to a lot of people. So it's it's
1: parallel with every other sin, right? You you, you give it up for, let's say, porn, and then you're like, ow. yeah, I yep, can do it. One now. little bit, and then and it just starts the whole cycle over and over mm-hmm. again. So
2: that's like the part, like where he's talking about in the Bible, is like or Paul is, is like don't trip anyone else up. Like even if you're okay with it yourself, it's just like being around other people like that where it can like trigger something like that.
0: Yep, yep. Um, and then I, I started in on a uh, a Christ centered uh, addiction group, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been huge for me. Um, it holds me to an accountability. And I always, you know, I never wanted to do AA. I never wanted anything to do with that. And part of it, even I didn't realize what AA was. I thought I didn't want to do AA because I thought that they were going to push me into the church. Yeah. And now I know that AA really doesn't. They, I guess, they say you can have your own God and this and that. And they, it started out as it was supposed to be Christ centered, and it's kind of gone away. Yeah, from I think that. it's been a bit corrupted.
1: Um, I don't have much knowledge of it, but.
0: So I'm doing Celebrate Recovery um, with Matthew. That's awesome. Um, and it's, it's huge for me. It's, it gives me, I, I get the chips like they do in a, if you're not familiar with the chips, if mm-hmm. you get a certain amount of time, you get a chip that says I got 30 days sober, 60 days sober, 90, I'm at hundred and something. now. Um, the next one will be six months.
1: Oh, wow. Nice. Um,
0: got a little ways to go to there. Um, and, and that too. So the first couple weeks I, I was so all about God. I didn't drink at all. I didn't have any of those problems. And then I slowly fell back into it. I mean, I got kicked out of, well, not necessarily kicked out, but asked to leave a Bible study because I was smelling like alcohol so bad in the morning when I showed up at six in the morning. Um, and I was trying to do right. Um, and so God, God was a start, uh, the, the want to change and get better helped. And then having like-minded people and celebrate Mm. recovery, people who bend down the same path as me is a huge way to, uh, to be held accountable and Mm. get away from that. My life is better in every way possible sense. That's amazing. Um, My business is doing better. My relationships are doing better. Um, everything. Mm. I'm healthier. I feel better. I look better. You're a new man essentially. 100%. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Well, um, there's some really cool q and A. I I think, that relate to your story. Pretty cool. So first one is um, Nicole Morris is like, what biblical person do you relate to the most? Because we've been talking about the prodigal son, so there's like that too. And I think me and Jonah should answer this too. I mean, I think there's some that I strive to be like, and then there's some that I can more relate to that, like, that's what I am right now. But I feel like I strive to be like Joseph. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of... Because In the Bible, you never really hear anything bad he did necessarily. Like, he, he probably tripped up a few times, but he re- he really was, like,
2: yeah, kind of like the, the standard almost. Yeah,
1: is. yeah. I kept going back to, to Joe.
0: I kept, uh, I wanted to, uh, when I was reading through it the first time, I kept going, the God of Abraham, the God, and I, oh, why isn't he the God of Joseph? Joseph did so much better, <laughs> you know? Like, what these guys really didn't do that great, you yeah. know, when they when the Jews are looking back or you know. Old Testament, looking back, I kept saying, I'm like, well, it should be Joseph. He was awesome, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, and not to take away from anybody sitting here, but uh, Jonah, yeah. I, I feel like Jonah, you know, God had a calling for me, and I said, nah, I don't need you. I'm going to do it, and he ate me with a big fish. <laughs> <you know? laughs> That's awesome. Um, and luckily for Jonah, he was only in the fish for so long. I, I was in there for 10 years, mm-hmm. um, so took him a while to spit me back out. Yeah.
1: And the devil's so good at making the fish seem like it's a place to be. That's right. But it's really hell. Jen, what about you? Can't say John, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Clearly
2: Solomon. I mean, you're brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, I don't know. Maybe Gideon.
1: Gideon? Mm -hmm. Is that who you strive to be or kind of who you think you are now?
2: Um, I don't know. I kind of relate to Gideon in the fact that he just doubted a lot. And even He's through like, like where's all, the proof? The, all, yeah. the, all the signs, he was like, "What? not, nah, <laughs> give me another one. I don't, I don't, that, that one's that one's a random chance. Yeah. Opposite. Make, give me the opposite sign. Okay. <laughs> Still. I mean, you know, it, it could happen. Someone could have, you know, come and watered the fleece. Um, I feel like Gideon a lot. Um, and then I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I want to strive to be more like David than Joseph, even though Joseph was probably like the morally like better person. Well, we know. hear a lot more about David, probably, yeah. so you hear more of his downfalls. But
0: yeah, I mean, I, I I wonder about David sometimes. I mean, he gets <laughs> such a he's so hyped up, you know. Yeah. And then the uh, first thing I noticed was the, his sins. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going, yeah. He's he. I hear so much great stuff about him, and then whoa, he did what? You know, and that wasn't the stuff that I learned as a kid or that I retained. Mm-hmm. I learned about Goliath. Yeah. Yeah. I learned about how great King David was. was The warrior
2: king, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I didn't, that was some of the stuff that really got to me too. Um, You know, the not so boring Bible stuff. I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Um. I everybody knows about Lot and his wife, but I didn't know about Lot and his daughters. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Um, People
1: are scared to tell that story to yeah. new Christians. That's for sure. Yeah. That was a, that was an <laughs> eye
0: opener for me. I was like, what? I can't even read this. Like, this yeah. is difficult.
1: Um. I know some Christians are like I can't read that. It's too graphic. I'm like, have you read the Bible? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. There's
0: there's a lot in there that that definitely I was taken aback. Yeah. by. That, that was one of them. I
2: think um, I think my main appeal to David though is the fact that he's like such a like he 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 isn't perfect
0: well yeah, yeah uh psalm 53 mm-hmm. um he t- it's a perfect example of all of our lives and especially like mine's a graphic my life is graphic yeah. it's yeah. proof of it um so is david's and that's why he
1: appealed to god um in psalm 53 very cool um okay this is a good one this is one you didn't
2: say yours luke who do you really too?
1: no i said joseph remember oh right and i are you not luke Luke is pretty cool too. <laughs> I this is not he just writes more about what happened, so I can't see too much of what he was like. Yeah, that's that sense. true. That's true. But I, I think his name means light, which is cool. Yeah. Um. And then he like he was a, a smart guy. I think he was a physician. Doctor, that's what most yeah, people yeah. say. Yeah. I, I would Dr. think Luke. that he
0: probably saved Paul's life a couple times. <laughs> he a doctor and traveling yeah. with him. and uh, I, I think he was there when they prayed over Paul, and he
1: pretty much brought him back. Yeah, he's pretty
0: amazing guy. That's
1: so. All the apostles and all those people in that time were crazy. Crazy cool. Um, Peyton, how do you deal with burnout? So, I don't know, what's kind of our definition of burnout? When you're just doing something and you just don't want to do it anymore because you've just done it too much, I guess? I mean, that's kind of what I think about, but...
0: Yeah, that sounds like a good... Um, so, for me, that part of that burnout was um, I was burned out from work, and I tried to deal with it with not god mm-hmm. partying um and it wasn't just drugs and alcohol i was a womanizer i was a i, I pretty much did everything wrong um well and i think when you want to commit like end your life
1: you're kind of burnt out of life
0: it seems like and that, like, yeah so for well, for so me well. on that uh aspect of burnout was finding god and turning to god and and letting him in the holy spirit
1: came over me and really changed everything and gave me a whole new perspective on life mm-hmm. That's cool. So, like the story, I kind of want to relate this to is Exodus eighteen fourteen through eighteen. Um, so this is one. This is when Moses is kind of like trying to manage all these, you know, annoying Israelites because they're in the desert. They're understandably annoying. But so, when his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, "What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit as judge while all these people stand around you from morning till evening?" Moses answered him, "Because the people come to me and seek." god's will whatever they have whenever they have a dispute it is brought to me and i decide between the parties and inform them of god's decrees and instructions moses father-in-law replied what you're doing is not good you and these people will come to you (coughs) will only wear yourselves out the work you do is too heavy for you you can't handle it alone so like you were saying Mm. like you couldn't Mm. handle it by yourself you had to have first off other people around you to help you with that that were in that same community and then most importantly god to come down with you that's so perfect i yeah. mean that's exactly exactly what i was saying i yeah. mean
0: first i needed god i needed jesus i needed a higher power i needed a reason mm-hmm. um and then now actually i need that, that community. support from yeah, community the body of people. christ um yeah that's that's
1: really yeah so there's mind. i think there's for me there's a few different aspects of burnout there's like burnout in my job or I'm just sitting and I'm editing on this project. I get kind of burnt out. So like the way I solve that is like, I'll either work on something else, take a little break from it or, you know, just go outside, move your body exercise. You know, that's kind of like the worldly and it works to solve certain burnout, but like the real burnout that I think people are really worried about of like, I have no purpose. I don't know what to do. There's no point in life. Just yeah. Getting burnt out of life is there's only really one solution to that in my opinion. And some people try to mask that by finding, crazy good job or making a lot of money but even that it's just temporary and they get burnt out oh. of doing that and then you just see rich people just being sad especially here it's like yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah you see rich people uh they don't know what to do with it yeah. anymore they've spent every money on everything that
2: they could think of women and this and that and yeah, traveling true. and the, the <laughs> burnout on life i think that I, I don't know if that's the kind of burnout he's talking about i think he's talking about spiritual burnout well, in okay. the in the question here oh yeah Yeah. Um, And the thing with like spiritual burnout is like like when you said you'll have that like revolutionizing moment and you're like, okay, it's all good again. I'm, you know, like I'm on top of the world. Then very quickly it all comes back. Mm -hmm. And I think once once you have, I don't know, that moment or something and you you kind of experience his presence again, it's it's almost in a way. You don't let your shield down, but you're like, all right, God's got this one too. In a way you kinda open cracks where God's like, You got you, you have to you have to cover yourself too in, in certain aspects. You have to, you know, be aware of certain things by yourself. I'm not gonna like do this all for you. It's a working relationship. When God calls us to do that, he's like, Yeah, if, if you if you sin with your right hand, cut it off. And what he's saying by that is
1: like if Facebook is causing you to sin, delete it. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what he's saying. So,
2: but then you're like, "Oh God, you know, you, you got this. You can cleanse my mind from this. But I'll, I'll just look at it anyway." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then so it's it's
1: it's kind of abusing grace yeah. at that point it's, too. It's
2: and then, and then yeah, and then and then the fall the fall is harder. <laughs>
0: that's right. If you you know open up a space, seven more demons are going to come back and get yeah. in there. there. So um yeah, I think to avoid burnout is in that aspect would be to just keep diving in because this. You can read that. I've read it three times now all the way through. And then uh, lots of passages in scripture,
1: a lot of, I'm nowhere near knowing it. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we're not saying, yeah, Christians can't be burnt out because Jesus is so awesome. It's kind of like the same kind of like thing we say about anxiety. Like, look at Moses. He talks to God and he's burnt out. Yeah. So he needs those people around him to help him out. So it's not like we're never going to be burned out again, but we have that promise of there's a way to, you know,
0: yeah. Imagine
1: Aaron and his sons. um, Yeah. They talk about burning
0: out, <laughs> they had, what, fifty six, sixty thousand 60,000 people in the desert, and every single time one of them sinned, they had to come and bring them a goat that they had to sprinkle the blood. I mean, that would be a yeah, 24-7
2: good, job. You're yeah. going <laughs> to burn
0: out. So th- I think they burned out so bad that they – built a golden calf or yeah
2: they just want you (laughs) know you know what guys worship this thing i'm done i want to go take a nap so it happens to everybody yeah yeah and it's i think almost in another way is like when you when when you have that revolutionary moment it's it's almost the same way as an engine right it's like like to burning out an engine you're just giving it too much throttle yeah and then when you when you have that revelation like like jesus moment i don't know it it sounds kind of bad but you need to like i don't know Push the, you push the Jesus pedal too hard and then you, can, you, can, you might burn yourself out a little bit in that regard as well. All right?
0: So. Don't overextend yourself. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Solomon too. Um, he's the richest man in the world,
1: he's the smartest man in the world. He burned out too, read Ecclesiastes. I think what you're saying too is like when you concentrate too much on your own relationship, just think about yourself and Jesus, that's when you can burn out really bad because you know, ideally what you do is don't just build yourself up and build your own knowledge, but you know, help other people. And I think that kind of directs all that energy, not just to yourself, but others to help others. And like, I think that helps a lot too. Um, next question. <clears throat> Audrey Linda. Um, how has your life changed since you became a Christian? Riley pretty much answered this already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, For the
0: better in every way. But like I said before, it's not, it doesn't make everything easier. Being yeah. a Christian doesn't necessarily make anything easier. It just um, gives it all a purpose. But purpose. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, for me, I mean, this is hard question for me and joe i feel like because we've always in a sense known god is real and just been in that family environment where you almost didn't have a choice but to know about god and like learn about him um and i'm just like super blessed to have the parents i had so i, I don't ever feel like i didn't have jesus so that's kind of hard but so the way i kind of phrased that question to myself was like how is it going to change my life in the future and how did it change my life when i really took it seriously so um i think it just the biggest way it changes you is Changes your mindset from a worldly mindset to a kingdom mindset, right and that changes pretty much everything is like and I struggle with this every day like pr- like Giving yourself glory and having people think highly of you in ways that don't really matter instead of having you know honoring god and pleasing god, so it's a daily battle, but just choosing the things that god that 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 help the kingdom that build the kingdom so um whether that be Instead of doing a high-paying job, doing, you know, something church-related or helping someone else out. So it's like, I think that changes in that way. Um, Because, you know, I have those worldly temptations where I want to be a millionaire living in a huge mansion. And if that's God's will, amazing. But if not, then I'm totally okay with that. So I think just that mindset of God do with me as you will because you know what's best for me. Um, So Man, this guy, he gets a rut every time. (laughs) Jonah, you you want to say
2: a thing on this? or? I'll let the master speak, Luke. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. no that, that's
1: amazing. I mean, do you ever feel like you had a time in your life where you didn't really, I mean, even now I feel like I have this too, but like you don't really think about God. You think about the worldly things, and then you kind of catch yourself or there's a moment, like a big aha
2: moment where you're like this stuff doesn't really matter. Yeah, like, well, obviously there's those times. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you say there, I hasn't been, then you're lying. <laughs> 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 um, I, I th- every person has experienced that to a certain degree, at least. Um, it depends how far, I guess, you take yourself with it. Like if how far you drift, or how far you know wherever you go. But um, yeah, there's definitely been those times. Coming back it feels really good. Um, but you know, <laughs> then always you always seem to you know kind of drift away again. So mm-hmm. Just at the you know. Keep uh, keep yourself motivated to bring yourself back, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it all kind of keeps going back to community and just God really. Yeah.
2: I mean, and the Holy Spirit coming over you. It doesn't yeah. matter. I
0: heard a comedian talking about, man, I wish, you know, you, you talk to these people and you get their stories and, and you kinda wish that it happened to you. I wish I was a crackhead so that I could be. No, I say that all the time. Like know? I wish I had an awesome testimony yeah. like Riley does, but yeah. but you know, I'm t- I'm
1: thankful for God. And it's a testimony that like I was raised Christian and I stay Christian, right? Because yeah. a lot of people will grow up and just be become the opposite. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you feel <laughs> the Holy spirit, you feel them. Yeah.
0: And it, uh, you can have that same overpowering feeling, whether you were coming back from drugs and alcohol or whether you just kind of drifted away a little bit. Mm-hmm.
2: Which one is it? Next one. Um, uh, Olivia Humphrey. What's your guys' opinion on evolution being taught in schools? You have a son, Riley.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
2: you know, this was actually in in my
0: personal life. This might have been part of the reason that I started to drift away. Wow, um, that was something big. And in school, they taught me this evolution. I got really into watching these Science Channel shows and all this stuff. <laughs> I blame you, Bill Nye, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I believed it. I believed stuff. I believed this, uh, the the monkey theory, and this and that. And, Uh, you know, evolution itself. I think if you look back that maybe Charles Darwin didn't say, Hey, we came from monkeys. He said, if you leave an animal, you know, then look at a giraffe or whatever. They're going to get longer necks because the ones are going to keep mating that have Mm -hmm. longer necks, and they're going to do better and they're going to survive. So I have no problem with them teaching that. Um, I don't think they should be going off. They have like three pieces of a bone from Lucy and they tell us, they show these kids this whole, you know, this is a whole species that we know about. They don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that they've really corrupted it. Plus, they're so against teaching any religion or having any religion, but it's basically it is kind of teaching a religion, a religion yeah. or the absence of religion is teaching a religion. Um, that,
1: you still need faith to believe in that, so therefore, it's not fact essentially. So Cause Cause I I I'd rather
0: my son not be taught that way. Yeah. Um,
1: when I was a Christian, I think it's good to look into it and understand it for the sake of telling other people why. You think it's wrong because I, I always think it's annoying when people are like, oh, that's wrong. And people are like, why? And you're like, I don't know. I just – most of the Christians I hang out with don't believe in it, right? Mm. So really try to believe in evolution. Really research it and look at the facts. And, you know, you'll find that it's, it's sometimes
2: kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but um,
1: I think –
2: I mean – I think the reason it's so devastational in kids, especially is because you know kids are impressionable you can almost do anything and they'll be like hey. <laughs> um I mean, and you're having you know Bill Nye the science guy teach you these like things like this they're very like smart and upright educated people that are like really well versed in this subject they've been studying it forever and then you go home and you know you tell mommy and daddy that you know ooh, look like evolution and then mom and dad are like, no, that's wrong and I don't know the kid's question they're like, well, why is it wrong? And or if, if they're not, not right about yeah. that, then they're
1: probably not right. If about you're not educated,
2: God, you know. if you're not educated in like the way evolution works and you know how, how it's all like wrong and stuff and you can't give your kid like a proper answer that they'll actually understand. You're just like, well, God created everything. And they're Like, well, where's the evidence for that? Like, at school, we have the evidence for Lucy, apparently, and, you know, it's it's all, like, fabrication and lies and stuff, but, like, it's still there, and, like, they still believe in that, and you can't really, unless you know how it's, like, wrong and how it's formed and structured, they won't believe you, and they'll just, you know, go go with smart Bill Nye. Yeah.
0: Well, and they teach a lot of stuff as a fact that isn't yeah. necessarily a fact, like, that's yeah. uh, just one little bit. They teach a lot of stuff about space that's a fact, and every time they send a new probe out there they go wow that's not what we expected (laughs) to see that blows all of our theories out of the water yeah um i think it's the same thing with this evolution that they every time they look into it they go oh maybe we were wrong maybe we were wrong but they don't tell you they they keep this curriculum and teaching our kids that this is a fact
2: and i'm not against science like at all like i think bill nye is actually really cool (laughs) in like the way he teaches and like you know like about chemicals and stuff but i just you know like the evolutionary standpoint and stuff like if you put science and Christianity together, it just works perfectly. Yeah.
1: Because, yeah. you know, the scientists are like, well, I mean, it must have taken millions of years for the Grand Canyon to form because it's just so crazy how much water would have gone through there. And it's like the flood explains this so perfectly, like yeah. all these layers and this tree going through the layers. So the it kind of taken millions of years. Yeah. And yeah. just like even craters on the moon, they're just on one side facing the earth. Well, look at the flood. Water shot out, shot rocks into space. This is a theory, but this, you know, makes sense to me. It's like. That's why this is on it's one side of the moon. rocks uh, all the way up and to And that's moon. why there's, you know, rocks from Earth on the moon. And, like, I mean, there's there's so many theories you can look into, and, and I, 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 I need to learn more yeah. about it, too. All the holes that
2: evolution has, you can fill it with Christianity, and it just yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And, the, I mean, there's a, if, if you take the science, it backs Christianity. Yeah. They just don't teach that. Mm-hmm. They they teach the science that... They follow the science until they don't like the science, and they're like, nah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Um, Jay tar, tar, I don't know. Uh, who are the right group of people slash friends we should be hanging out with or hanging with? Riley, you probably have good insight on this. Oh, <laughs>
0: the first thing that comes to mind when I hear that is, uh, you know, don't let yourself hang out with people that are going to get you into bad situations. But uh, the more I think about that, maybe that's wrong. Yeah. Um, You need to be a positive example for people. Exactly. I, I I agree. If if all these people that are doing wrong, if everybody who's a Christian runs away from them and leaves them to do wrong, uh, they're just going to go down the wrong path. I think you need to set them an example
1: and be there for them and try to help people. It I think another, sometimes yeah. it takes a lifetime to finally convince someone have
2: your life be an example of that. But I yeah. think yeah, I think another question that you have to ask before that is how strong of a Christian are you? How rooted are you? How grounded are you? Because if you go and hang out with like these other people and you're weak, then you know. Bad company ruins good morals, but if, you, if you're strong, then good company can, you know, turn bad morals. You have to, yeah, uh, like, who did Jesus hang out with? Like, he was, you know, yeah, obviously exactly. the strongest of us all, but he he wouldn't hang out with, you know, prostitutes and yeah, tax collectors did, and all that he stuff. Say? He and
0: said, I wrote something down mm-hmm. here for this. Um, it was, yeah, uh, Jesus answered them, it is not healthy who need a doctor but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous but sinners to repentance. Mm-hmm. So, but
1: then you also hang out for God with God for 40 days. (laughs) So it's like, it's everything in moderation exists. I think you said it right. Uh, You
0: need to know where you're at. Don't, don't, if you're strong enough to help people out, be with them. If you're going to be tempted and Mm -hmm. taken down the wrong path and probably find fellowship.
1: Well, it's a battlefield out there, right? So i like to think of it as a a sword. Like don't take a a weak sword into battle because it's just going to shatter and break. So if you want to go into war and really change stuff, you you need a strong piece of iron that's been sharpened by other people around you. And so you can fight, fight the enemy. Um, and then also like, don't just be hanging with people. I think that's another thing, like hang out with people and and change things really, you know, don't just hang out to use up time, like connect with people and, and change things for the better. I think is, is an important part as well. Um, I think that was a, that
0: was a thing for me too. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd or whatever. Um, you know, like you're saying, don't just hang out with people, hang out with people. Mm-hmm. And that was marijuana when I was like in high school. Like we'd all, if somebody had marijuana, it was like a good way to meet up with each other and yeah. smoke pot, and whatever. And it, most of those people didn't end up in a great place. And we were just like you're saying, just hanging out to hang out. And that mm-hmm. was part of it. And it didn't really take us anywhere.
1: Well, it all goes back to purpose. If there's no purpose, then we might as well do it. But if there is purpose, then yeah, there's there's things to change and things to do. So get better, get to it, I guess. <laughs> um, and then I guess the last thing on is just like, as we're saying, you can either influence or be influenced, right? So just like make sure you're influencing others if you're hanging out with a set of people that not aren't necessarily after what you're after to influence them and not have them influence you in a sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think your your age and where you're at. Um, Dick takes that question a lot. Like yeah. right now, um, I'd love to have everybody I've ever known that's in the doing drugs and alcohol and all that to come hang out with me, um, mm-hmm. and see how much better life can be and come yeah. to celebrate recovery and see how much better life can be. Um, when I was 15, I probably should have hung out with the kids that I went to church with and I might've gone down a different path.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, just Raleigh. Why is his name so hard, bro? His <laughs> usernames. <using> <laughs> Are there things we can pray for? So I guess they're asking if we have anything they could pray for or she could pray for for us. I don't know if it's he or she, but uh, for me, yeah, just that constant battle of flesh versus the world or kingdom versus things down here is probably the hardest thing. But that's really broad, so maybe more narrowly just like financial status peace about that and peace to, like...
2: Peace about Luke's $12,000 tax bill. Well, not
1: not the lack of money, (laughs) but, like, also just, like, not the consuming feeling that I have to go make a lot of it to be happy, I think.
2: If you want to be rich, Luke, live like you're poor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I told you you were like Solomon.
1: (laughs) Do you have any prayer requests? (laughs)
2: Um... Nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I, I pray a lot for our for our youth, and yeah. then I also like all the way from from definitely any age um, down to, to to this agenda that's going through our schools right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I pray that th- for our leaders and our teachers to come back uh, away from this agenda that they have the LGBT agenda, the um, sex change agenda the abortion agenda, you're your own God, all all this kind of stuff that, um, yeah, keep praying for that. And it will make a change. You know, they want to mock us and say, Oh, it's time for, for hopes and prayers. And well, it is. Mm -hmm. So, um, don't, don't let them make that into a joke that our hopes and prayers are going to go out and change them because they will.
1: Mm -hmm. That's cool. And then again, just like on hopes and prayers, like when you pray for something, don't just pray for it. But also live like God's already ch- starting to change things and doing things because it takes a whole man for like you know a prayer to I think really be have faith in that prayer. So like if you pray for for change for something, you're praying for it and then also doing things that God wants you to do to initiate that change. Mm-hmm. Um, I it a car <laughs> it <laughs> not getting any easier. <laughs>
2: Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's Arnica. I have no idea. <laughs>
1: um, if someone asks you, why are you Christian? Why what's you your response?
2: Why'd you, wh- what's your username? Like, why did why, you do that to him? <laughs> that's my question to you.
1: Back. Uh, um, I think that's an amazing question, though. Like, when someone comes up to you, and this is a really an important question to have an answer to. Like, when I first read this question, I was like, dang, I wouldn't have something to say right off the top of my head. Like, if someone just randomly asked me this in the street. And so, I thought about it. I don't know if you guys want to go first, but. Jonah's still thinking about it, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, <laughs>
2: pondering. I,
0: immediately, I think, um, I guess I've heard it said kind of if, what do you have to lose? Yeah. Right? So if you just go about your life and you're not a Christian um, and you don't believe that there's anything out there and there's no afterlife and there's nothing, then you're probably going to um, just end up doing whatever makes you happy at the moment and you're not going to have an eternal life. If you believe in Jesus and you accept him, you're going to... First of all, live a better life. Be a better person. Um, Jesus's teachings are a lot the same as Buddhism or Hinduism. Or love, um, love one another. Do right. Do the right thing. So, being a Christian, you're only going to make your life better, and you get eternity. Um, mm-hmm. If you if we're wrong, no harm done. If you're right, eternity. Yep,
1: that's cool. Yeah, you have like a good quote on that. Like, sums that up I mean, right. yeah,
2: so I mean, yeah, just kind of like what Riley said, pretty much. Like, if if I'm wrong, then you know, I I didn't necessarily waste my life. I lived it in a way that you know I found you know appealing to myself as well. I loved others, and I felt good about myself. So if I'm wrong, I just got to live like a a good lifestyle, and then I you know I, I died. Um, but if I'm right, then if you're you wrong. Know, <laughs> yeah, but if you're wrong, you know you're gonna go to hell. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> No, but yeah, if I'm right, I, I get eternity and, you know. And people are like, well. Yeah, pretty much in two sentences is if I'm wrong, I wasted my life. If you're wrong, you wasted your eternity.
0: Yeah, and I mean, even then, you didn't waste your life. Yeah, like exactly. you said, you still lived an honorable life. Mm-hmm. So even if you're wrong and, and the Buddha was right, you still lived an honor.
1: <laughs> and I have enough you know, karma righteous? to make it into Buddha heaven. Yeah, an <laughs> <yeah, laughs> honorable, righteous life. So, yeah, and. No, Jesus is yeah, the only way, truth and life. Um So, for me, um I think like you were saying morality is a big thing, just knowing right from wrong and already knowing what that is and that that's in our heart cuz everyone lives by those moral codes that they have yeah. in their heart. But why? So, first off, that kind of that already points to there's morality, there's right and wrong. And then if people are acting on it, there's something out there. And um, It's just it's so obvious to me that there's a creator and this isn't just random first off mm-hmm. And then when you start looking through all the religions Christianity is the only one that really does make sense All the other ones are either you're born into this family They have this religion and you believe because they do yeah. and you don't really ever research the other ones Um, And they all are works based right you you have to do these certain things that mostly benefit other higher-up people mm-hmm. and that you know benefit the country that was started then with that religion um and you work to be worthy and christianity is the only place where which we obviously know we can't be that <clears throat> a lot of people try to fake and be like yeah i'm good enough i can make it into heaven but when you really look into it you can't and this christianity is the only religion that you know makes it possible for you yeah. to be um saved so i think that's That's kind of my answer. And then just there's there's that answer. And a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that's your own experience, whatever. But then just looking into it historically. So, like, if Jesus really did rise from the dead, then he is God and he's right. So if you look into those accounts, you can be like, okay, so, yeah, Jesus really did live. There's all these accounts that can't be rebuked just historically. And then you start looking like, yeah, there's documents of the grave being empty. Okay. Okay. All these people that knew Jesus before he died literally died for him because yeah. they believed he was raised from the dead. All died those tests horrible deaths horrible death for him
0: they would not have done if, that it, to it, make up a story yeah, yeah, yeah their yeah. life
1: yeah. The, it, there wasn't purpose for them to die for that there was no yeah there was like, no money in money in gain, there was no gain for anything except for if he was really real, they did die for that so yeah. and then so that's like the historical thing, very
2: compelling, and, yeah, and like Luke said, I think what's really cool is um. You know, if you ask a person or like an atheist or whatever, and you're like, hey, um, like, do you believe in like Jesus is like like, just a historical figure? And they said, well, I I don't know. He's like only really documented in the Bible, which was, you know, like some fabricated book. And then you ask them, well, do you believe that Caesar crossed the Rubicon? And they're like, oh, yeah, of course I do. Mm -hmm. Well, the funny thing is, is (laughs) that that Jesus's life and everything is so much more well documented Mm -hmm. than the single account of Caesar crossing the Rubicon. And it's funny how, like, th- th- you know, they'll, they'll just believe in, in, like, you know, single events that they've been taught in history. Well, like, hi- hi- <laughs> the funny thing is, history's vi- written by the victor, mm-hmm. really. So, like, you know, if you lost, you don't really get to say, like, if, I don't know, if the Nazis won the war, they would have said, oh, yeah, we never did anything, you know, we never committed war crimes or anything. And then, you know, everyone would live in that. And I feel like, yeah, history's really been buried a lot by, you know, the victors, you know, the yeah, they got yeah, rid of the bad parts.
0: It's just like the evolution thing. They teach... What they, as fact, and this is a fact, and you, this is it. Yeah. Um, and once you start looking into it a little bit more, especially from a Christian perspective, you're going to see that they're hiding a bunch of facts
1: from you. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing is people know they're doing wrong, and they, I think most people understand that there's something greater, but they reject that mm. because then they can't live that lifestyle anymore, or they think like you did, I'm too far gone. Yeah. If I start believing this, my life is really done, and I can't do anything, so... Yeah, Yeah, so the deeper
0: end of that, um, are you a Christian for me, is God touched me. The Holy Spirit,
1: everybody who's accepted
0: Jesus, uh, Mm -hmm. especially who was on the other side of it and then found Jesus, um, it's undeniable. There is no way that that was, you know, anything except for God Mm -hmm. saving my life, changing my life.
1: Yeah, your testimony is a testament Um, to um, that. So clear. I have
0: no doubt in my mind whatsoever that God is the one that is there. Jesus is the way. Mm -hmm. That's awesome.
2: And, like, even even without having, you know, like, such an amazing story, like, for me, too, like, I can, I can, I can can re- like, relate in a way, you know, like, falling off that ski jump from 40 feet onto, like, that, you know, that icy snow and, you know, like, dislocating my hip and everything and recovering in six weeks and just, like, a full recovery and stuff. Man, you know? you're <laughs> tough. That's <laughs> it's crazy. It's like, you know, uh, the human body's amazing. I was like, yeah. But, you know, I mean, you still have to, I, I still had to work hard, too. I had to go to physical therapy and push myself. And stuff there, but it, it was like I I don't feel, I don't have any pain or anything like that.
1: So. Jehovah Rapha, he's our healer. Yes, yeah, yeah. sir. And that is the crazy thing. You could show an atheist a miracle right in front of them, and they still would reject it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I got a story about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I was in Alaska doing some heli snowboarding, and I got in an avalanche. I sailed off of a 200-foot cliff. I um, broke my pelvis in the middle of there somewhere. Um, I should have been buried under 30 or 40 feet of snow. Um, I did have an airbag and all that. I pulled the airbag. I ended up on top, but afterwards, you know, hey, your guardian angel was looking after you, all the Christians in my life, you've God saved you. No, God didn't have anything to do with it. I did it all myself. I, I saved myself. I, I pulled the airbag. Yep, <laughs> I pulled the airbag. I did everything right. It was all the molecules were working in the snow just this way for me to do all the right stuff. Um no. That's not the answer. Now I look back and they were right. God was there. An angel was there. Um, It was beyond my capabilities to save myself in that situation. Amazing, And just like you're saying, an atheist, I did it all myself. Human body's amazing. Um, It wasn't me.
1: That's (laughs) awesome. Well, on that note, I think that's a good spot to end it off. Um, Riley, is there anything... Any word of advice you just want to say to anyone out there that you feel yeah, like you anyone, need to say?
2: Or anyone struggling with addiction, like what's what's the best thing that you can do? We kind of talked about the community aspect and stuff. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, if you're struggling with anything, it
0: doesn't have to be addiction. If you're struggling with your 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 faith, if you're struggling with um, friendships, with just I mean, there's so much stuff. Any any sins, anything that you're doing, or even good, just yeah. Community friends, mm-hmm. um, get get back into it. It'll change your life.
1: Well guys like subscribe leave a comment leave a good review and uh Riley thank you so much for being on awesome thanks, and we'll see gross. you guys in the next episode. Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is my friend Jesus is a friend of mine I have a friend in Jesus Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is my friend